So, Clyde, you're meeting with a contact of Charlotte's who uh, goes by the name of Payload. Mm-hmm. He's a smuggler. He also has like his own crew. Uh, he's not necessarily part of like a gang or anything like that, but he's he's one of those guys that kind of knows everybody in town. Uh, so he's a good guy to get connected up with. So Charlotte, um, you had told you that uh, Ratman Bill was who you were supposed to be looking for. That he was a person who had some weapons stashed, uh, somebody who could probably hook you up locally to kind of get you started. Charlotte arranges this meeting with Payload. And she's like, you're going to meet Payload and you're going to meet his sister, Candy. Really, what you're doing is you're meeting his sister, Candy, because Payload doesn't do any of the business end of this. Candy is essentially the face of the organization. So she arranges a meeting for you and you are given an address in Jennings. Okay. Uh, and it's just this one story brick house mm-hmm. in Jennings. And how, how are you going to get there? Hmm. I don't think that Clyde has a car. Okay. So, hmm. He probably takes the, like, if there is a bus system, he takes the bus. Okay. So he takes the bus uh, to the, there is actually a bus stop not too far from this house, so you don't have to walk that far. Mm -hmm. So as you get off, you step off the bus and it's, you know, it's middle of the day. You see there's people kind of milling about doing their own thing. And the house is up ahead, and the front door is wide open, and you can hear yelling and screaming inside. Okay. Well, this is normal. I think he would approach the front door, and then just... Is the door, like, visible? Like, it just open? Yeah, like, it's, you know, late March, so it's not really that warm out, but the front door is completely open, and the screen door is closed, and you, you know how that you flip the little the little uh, switch to kind of mm. keep the screen door from yeah. opening up. That's all that uh, has been, you know, is keeping this door closed. Okay, I think he would kind of like knock as loudly as he could on the door frame and just, uh, excuse me, do you have a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior? From the inside, you hear there's a like a group of young boys in there, and uh, one of them goes, "It's your turn to answer answer the door, motherfucker." And then you hear this little bitty kid say, all right, press pause. And you see this little troll boy. As trolls go, he's pretty small. You would guesstimate he's somewhere between the age of probably five and seven, maybe eight. Uh, he's little, but little. He's little for a troll, but you know, in human size or, you know, uh, even orc size, he's probably the size of like a 12-year-old. <laughs> so he comes walking up. He's kind of lanky and has these massive feet mm-hmm. he says the fuck do you want uh, is there a miss candy here that's my mama what do you want are you uh you a bill collector god no absolutely not i was sent here by a friend little man all right he turns and he looks and, and you hear uh one of the boys inside go that's right you always ask if they're a bill collector <laughs> all right he says what's your name my name is clyde clyde somebody named you that well my daddy did, I think. I hope. I actually don't know that. That's a good question, friend. Oh, you don't know your daddy neither? Uh, not anymore, no. Oh. All right. He, he turns and he says, I think he's okay. <laughs> well, does he have any food? Do you have any food? Uh, I think I have. And he 
kind of like reaches into his coat and pulls out like an old red lobster cheddar biscuit. Just whole, all right, he he cracks the door open. He reaches out and he grabs it and he he sniffs it. He goes, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> come on in." And then uh, you hear the like rumbling as the boys in there are, like getting up, like, "What do you have? What do you have?" And he's like, "Fuck you!" And he runs off. Like you hear the door slam like into the bathroom. Yeah. And then coming in from the from the kitchen, you see this large troll woman. She looks at you kind of weird as you're walking into the into the living room, and the 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 boys start start like start up their game again. Mm-hmm. And you see that there's this little human girl in there with them, and they're like, "Oh, it's your turn." And the girl's like, look, like staring off into space. And you know that uh, virtual games go on all the time, especially with kids. Yeah. So you you can tell just the way that they're acting that she's. Um, interacting with them in a game. And this uh, troll woman walks up and says, uh, we're not buying any. I'm not selling anything. Uh, a friend of mine, Charlotte Teen, sent me here to talk to a man named Candy. All right. She says, oh, oh. And then she kind of gives you like a, a squinty-eyed look, and she kind of looks you up and down. And she says, well, aren't you special? Uh, uh, maybe, I guess. And then one of the boys goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> And she's like, shut up and go outside. And they're all like, but, we're, but mama, we're playing. And she just kind of snaps her fingers, pow. And they stop and they all walk outside, except for the little girl who says, Miss Candy, can I lay down? I think I'm tired. She says, go ahead, honey. And don't let them boys roughhouse around you. Now, what's your name, baby? Uh, my name is Clyde, Clyde LaGrange. Ooh, Clyde. That's a that's a good name. Well, that, Why don't I... you come in here and sit down? Do you want some tea? I would absolutely love a cup of tea. Oh. <laughs> you want sweet tea or you want uh, not sweet tea? Oh, madam, I only have the sweetest of teas. And she's here go, hmm, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Where are you from, baby? Nola. Good oh. old New Orleans. Oh, I've been there. I've been there many times, many times. I have a cousin who lives down there. Oh, shit. All right. You know a woman named Meadow? Meadow. Uh, not that I can recall. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good, because if you did know Meadow, being from New Orleans, uh, that means that uh, I probably couldn't associate with you, or at least you probably have an STD. Well, last time I checked, I do not think I do have a sexually transmitted disease, but I guess the jury's out on that one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She kind of gives you another squinty look. She says, I bet you do. <laughs> well, let's have a seat now. Now, you said Sh- Charlotte sent you. Yes, she said I need to look for a man named uh, Rat Face Bill, Rat Dude Bill, Rat Man, maybe. Rat Man Bill. Mm. Said something he might be in the containment zone. Oh, one of those. Yeah, my brother uh, Payload, he'd know about that. Let me uh, Let me call him up. That motherfucker ain't doing shit. And she, you see her like, look up. And then she says, Ronnie, get your ass up. I don't give a fuck. Here, there's the address. Yep, you know it. Extra cheddar biscuits. She goes, I don't know why. I just got a hanker for them. It's like I got to smell them or, or something. I don't know. They are God's gift to earth. So uh, he'll be here in a few minutes. He, only, he actually stays down the street. So he'll be here not too long. But uh, uh, in the meantime, let's just get better acquainted. What is that? No, there's someone getting ill. All right, she says, "Oh, don't mind that. Don't go back there, but don't mind that." Whoever that is, okay. That sounds bad. I'll tell you what. Just uh, uh, just sip that tea, darling. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go make sure she's doing okay. And uh, 
after a few minutes, she comes walking back. She goes, and you can see that she's changed her shirt, uh, and it's way too tight. <laughs> see all the bakery in its glory. <laughs> all right, she sits down, and uh, she's like, so, looking to go into the containment zone, you must be in the biz. Well, I guess you could say I'm trying to get back in the biz. Okay, well, you know what? You're in the right place. And talking to the right people. How, now, how do you know Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte, actually, and I grew up in the same orphanage. She got adopted out and came up here. Oh, that's so tragic. I always feel sorry for people who don't have uh, families, you know, to, to grow up. I, I come, actually, from a pretty big family myself. Yeah, I'd, uh, it's, you kind of got to make the family when you don't have a blood one. That's a good point. Yeah, you don't have to deal with deadbeat brothers and shit. No, you still do, unfortunately. Mm. But then you uh, aren't bound to them by blood. You're bound to them by caring. Mm. Still. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I feel so bad for you. And she just kind of touches your arm. Feels so bad. Oh, honey. Hold on a second. Let me go take care of something. <laughs> All right. So at, as you're waiting, um, the screen door opens. You hear it go. And then you see this large troll man come in. He's got three bags in his hand. He comes, he steps in, he kind of looks at you and he says, um, where's Candy? Uh, I think she is helping some dying individual in the other room. Uh, that sounds about right. I got bisque too. You want some of that? Oh, hell yeah, my friend. Absolutely. Dig in. I guess she just wanted me to drop off some food. Well, and maybe talk to me. I, uh, need to get in the, to the containment zone. Oh, and you are? Uh, my name is Clyde. Clyde. He kind of squints his eyes at you and goes, oh, one of those. Okay. Well, you can call me Payload. It's nice to meet you, Payload. He sits down and he, you see him crack open and he's got uh, steak and shrimp. And he starts eating it. says, I, I didn't even know you were here, otherwise I'd ask what you wanted. Oh, I'm completely fine as is. I had a little bit on the way over. Yeah, he just starts digging in and he's like, mm, yeah. so um, containment zone, huh? Yeah. Looking for a rat man, Bill? All right, he, he, he coughs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah? yeah? Is he a friend of yours? Uh, We could say, hmm, let's say that we are about to become acquainted. Oh, you're looking to kill him? Hopefully not. Well, I didn't know if that's what you meant or not. No, if it, if it comes to that, maybe, but uh, no, this should be an amicable conversation. Well, he's kind of a piece of shit. Once you get to know him, you'll probably want to kill him anyway. You want some more biscuits? You better get him in while uh, Candy's out the room. He he takes a biscuit and starts eating it, and it's much better than the bi the two biscuits he found on top of a trash can on his way over here <laughs> <laughs> that you gave to the kids. Yeah. All right. So then Candy comes walking in. She's changed her shirt again. Is it tight? Is it tighter? It, it's again? Ti every time. Every time <laughs> it's, it's a little bit tighter. tighter. <laughs> Payload kind of looks up and goes, "Damn, girl, what are you doing?" <laughs> and she's like, "Shut up. This is all I could find." So she sits down right next to you and uh, looks over at Payload and says, uh, "Isn't he the cutest thing you've ever seen?" Well, and, and Payload looks up and he goes, yeah, probably. <laughs> Candy says, uh, Charlotte sent him. Oh, how's she doing? Uh, she's doing all right. Doing that corporate bullshit as usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know Charlotte. I know her well. We go way back. <laughs> He's just kind of staring off into space. <laughs> you hear the doors open up and close again. And the littlest boy comes walking in and goes, Mama, they knocked me down and took my biscuit. She's like, come in here, baby. You can have my biscuit. So he kind of sits up on her lap and starts eating her food. And then Payload's like, uh, okay, okay. So Ratman Billy is like, well, 
any friend of Charlotte's a friend of mine, so uh, we're good. I can uh, I can get you into the containment zone. I mean, that's what I do. I kind of have another job lining up. I can see about you work with a team well. I would say I work well with others just fine. And then you hear Kenny go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Payload's like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, you know what? If you tell Charlotte I helped you out, we can. Uh, I'll get you in there. I'll hook you up with a team that can get you deep into the uh, into the zone, and uh, we'll call it even. Oh, I absolutely can do that. Okay, I- I'll tell you what. I will. Uh, you-, you got a com? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll just swipe over my com number. All right. He he says, all right. I'll tell you what. Uh, it's this is lining up. It'll probably be in a couple of days, maybe, but it could be sooner. So I'll tell you what. Uh, as soon as I find out, or as soon as they contact me. I'll hit you up and uh, and let you know. Well, my schedule is uh, wide open for this, so just let me know. All right. Candy goes, okay, Ronnie, we're done here. He goes, all right, well, I guess I'll see you all later. He gets up and walks out, and uh, the little boy is following him out and says, Uncle Ronnie, can I come with you? And he looks down, and he looks at uh, Candy, kind of gives him an eyebrow up, and he says, uh, uh, yeah, little man, come on. Welcome to Openly Gamer Theater's production of Resting Glitchface. A Shadowrun Anarchy actual play. This is Dorothy. I'm playing Binary. This is Maddie. I'm playing Collateral. This is Shannon, and I'm playing Eris. Hey, I'm Austin, and I am playing Clyde. And this is Lindsay. I'm playing Arsenal. following content may not be suitable for all audiences. All right, so Ari is uh, standing there. She just said that this was a, a message sent it was intended for your parents. Yeah, and I had asked her, is Azalea in danger? And she said, we all are. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything I can do or anyone I can talk to? The best thing to do would be to keep your fucking mouth shut, right? Or I could get involved. I could talk to someone and, like, explain the situation or, like, offer my services up. Like... That could get them off mom and dad's back. Again, like I said before, the world doesn't revolve around you, B. 
I know. What what could you possibly have to offer them that would exonerate your parents in their eyes? These people have been have wanted your parents' involvement, their money, their clout, forever. Yeah, because as you know, they're firstborn. I don't have any of that. So you would throw your, you would throw your hat in in lieu of your father. I I know I don't have you know everything that he has, but I have. Are you going to inherit the family business? Of course, I will. Really. Why wouldn't I? Okay. You remember when I went to Spain? Uh, Yeah, you went on uh, that drunk cruise and then... Right. Yeah. That was a vacation. My parents sent me to that. I didn't abandon my family. I didn't get wrapped up with criminals. Do you understand that when you... Stick your toe in that world. It taints you. Do you know why I'm so mad at you for that? It's because you're better than that, B. Those people, they're not like us. We are better than they are. And I understand you want to get your smash on or whatever. And you know what? Have fun and do whatever. You don't even know them. Doesn't matter. I know them. I don't want to, but I do. Getting your freak on and doing whatever, it's fine. We all do it. But when it comes down to it, you're going to have to toe the line. You're you're not going to offer yourself up as tribute to save Azalea or save your dad. You're damaged goods, honey. I set the wine glass that I had down and I just walk out. Okay. And as you're walking out, she says, you know I'm right. And I slam the door. And I see Joe's. uh, Joe's ride bounces back to you as no pickup or whatever. Yeah, and I see her text, and I I text her, and I say, sorry. Yeah, it got canceled. What are you doing now? Am I, at that point, would I be done with the conversation? You're holding the the ring in your hand. Um, Joe sends back, um, hey, send. I'm with Pierre right now. Send. Remember I told you about him. Send. Something big may have happened a long time ago. Send. Is it good that you're talking to Pierre? Maybe. Uh, Actually, while she's texting uh, Joe, she's also having Claude come because he's going to be faster than a go-go. Okay. Do you want to talk about... What's happening? (laughs) Sure. I'll let you know. It has been raining this entire time. I am damp. Are you just hanging out with him on the street? We were in a restaurant. I'm pretty sure the restaurant is about to get shot up, though. By the mob, maybe. Do you want me to come get you? I can meet you wherever you want, but I don't recommend coming down here. I can take the bus. I need to... (gasps) And then Joe stops texting for a moment and has a moment of realization that Pierre did not have to pay. They didn't take his money ever, did they? You are fairly certain you dined and dashed. (laughs) Thank God. He needs all the money he can keep. And then deletes the text message. Perfect. And starts over again. (laughs) We were in a restaurant. 
And then this woman came in and it was fine and she left. And then this sketchy dude came in in a really kind of nice suit-ish. We're we're walking. We're walking down the road and I have something. Has Claude come yet? Is Claude there? Am uh, I in the car yet? <laughs> <laughs> Please let me be in the car. Yeah, I mean, if it, um, you, you're walking, you walk out, you walk out to the street. Because obviously she doesn't have like street access immediately out of her house. You have to like walk down the drive and go through the the gate and all that stuff. So you, you're now out at the street and you can see, I mean, this is a really nice neighborhood. It's not like, you know, there's a lot of traffic. So you can see a, a vehicle is coming down and you can, your uh, AR picks it up and it like, you get a graphic that circles it and cause it pings that it's Claude. Okay. I start walking towards the car as okay. I'm texting. Claude pulls up then just, he kind of coasts to a stop and then the, the back door pops open. I, Get in. Claude uh, is, he's sitting in the front and he's got the partition down, puts his arm on the, you know, in between the seats, kind of looks back at you and he says, there's a hairdryer and some overclothes if you want to throw something on or he, and he, and he, you see him like reach up like he's going to put this privacy petition up. He's like, where do you want to go? Thanks, Claude. Uh, hang, hang on just a second. Just, I need to get away from Ari's. Just go, just keep going. Okay. And I, text joe and i say i'm in the car now are you near where you were yeah we're right next to right shore books all right uh claude can you go to right shore books sure and he kind of he kind of gives you a weird look like you've never asked me to take you there before and he just kind of uh before he puts the partition up or after i change and the partitions back down Mm -hmm. hey claude do you know about the stuff I get up to? I don't uh, involve myself in your uh, personal affairs, ma'am. I just kind of sigh. Unless you're going to interject more, he doesn't really say anything. So he doesn't say a word, but then passes uh, right shore and pulls right up to where Joe and Pierre are sitting. I open the door. <laughs> Okay, so this very nice, like, stretch Lincoln pulls up, black, uh, suicide doors, everything. The baddest car you've ever seen. Wait, wait hang on. I'm not going to open that door. I'm going to roll the window down. Oh, my God. Because that's more cool. Of course it is. So, yeah, this this window goes and slides down. Hang on. I'm going to see if I'm cool or if I'm shaking up. Roll for cool. All right, I got five successes, and so I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to be like, hey there, need a ride? Joe gets a really big, dorky smile on her face, and she's like, B, I told you not to come here. Now you see this man is standing next to her, and he is straight up like Skid Row bum. <laughs> the hoest of bows. Exactly. So yeah, she's standing, and it's almost, and they're like, it's like she's waiting at the same bus stop with, and just this hobo just happens to be sitting uncomfortably close to her. So uh, Eris kind of looks at Joe, and then she looks at Pierre and kind of raises an eyebrow, <laughs> and then looks back at Joe, <laughs> and then Joe is like nods and is like, yeah, yeah, this this is Pierre. Uh, Eris gets out of the car. And shakes his hand and says, hi, Pierre. Nice to meet you. 
All right. He, he smi- he's got a big smile on his face and he says, and he looks over at, at Joe and like, wow. And then he's, he, he shakes your hand and is like, um, why well, nice, nice to meet you. The pleasure is it's mine. And yeah, he's just kind of standing there like st- almost like stiff. Like he doesn't quite know, almost like he wants to run. Oh, God. perfect. Let him. <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> hey, do, uh, you gonna? Do you need help getting home? It's a little dark and wet and wet. <laughs> All right, he says it's only six blocks. It's only six blocks. And oh. he kind of points east. He's like, it's only like six blocks, and that that would put him like very on close. the edge of the containment zone. Holy shit! Hence his hoboness. He probably gets robbed every night. Joe. Smiles and nods and then looks at Eris and has like this, like, oh my fucking God, look on her face. Help me. Claude says, We need to go, ma'am. Ooh. Okay. Let's get in. Okay. Does Pierre come? Yeah. Do you invite him? He's just kind of standing there. I say, Let's get in. Okay. Whoever gets Anyone, in, gets in. Whoever gets in, gets in. And if the people waiting in line at the bus stop also get if in. Jo- <laughs> like, if Joe invites him, like, because it's not her place to invite. But it's also Pierre. not my car. Uh, we're, in a, we're fucking stuck because it's it would be rude for Joe to be like, yeah, we'll drive you home. But it would be weird for, for Bianca to be like, Oh yeah, we'll drive you home. Uh, I'll send Joe a text message, like all through AR, like using my sunglasses and like, do you, do you want Pierre to come too? And he's just kind of standing there and you see him like wait, like he's waiting for you to get into the car and it looks like he's getting like ready to turn and start walking. Hey, Pierre, do you need a ride back? Oh, um, and he kind of looks at the car and kind of looks down at himself and he says, no, it's okay. Okay. Sure. That's good. I was just called damaged goods for hanging out with hobos. So. <laughs> Claude says, it's probably best he gets in, ma'am. Like, now. Okay. Hey, hey, Pierre. Um, Come on. Let's get in the car. All right. Pierre kind of looks at, because Claude rolled down the window and said that to you. It's probably best he get in the car now, ma'am. Yeah, and Joe grabs his arm with her big, enormous hand. Meat paws. Meat paws. And opens the car door and is starting to shoo everyone into the car. Three of us get in the car. And so the three of you get in the car. As the partition's going up, he's like, strap yourselves in. And you see him rock back into into his seat. And then you see the headrest, two uh, prongs go into his head. And then all of a sudden, the torque of the car just kind of kicks in. And you just like rock back in your seat as he tears ass down the street. Does Joe make that face yeah. to Ares? Yeah, Joe, like, her, she gets, like, real wide-eyed and her, like, mouth just agape and she just looks over at Ares. She doesn't turn her whole head. She just kind of does, like, you know, the eyeball, like, mm, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, yeah, Claude's a rigger. What? He can drive with his brain. That's so crazy cool. I wish I could do cool shit Riggers like that. Are, they're, they're relatively con- – I mean, you know, being from – you know, living you, – you've heard of things like that on like the TRID and things like – and you've known that there are people that do that. But you, this might be the first time you've actually ever seen one because a rig uh, – uh, vehicle control rig is super expensive. Yeah. 
Well, Joe is also exactly the person who's like, wow, this person that can do something that I can't do. They're like a superhero. The vehicle just kind of, goes, you know, like, um, I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a car that has like a very big engine, but like the front end actually like lifts up as it starts to go down, you know, down the street and you hear Claude's voice, but it is now coming through like the sound system and it says, don't look back. And then there's some flashes behind you. God, I bet it's sick. I want to look. I think it's best we listen to Claude on this. After a few moments, he's now like on the freeway going super fast. I mean, shit's just going past you as you're passing it. And he says, uh, I'm taking you home, ma'am. I don't think that's a good idea, Claude. Okay. Where would you like to go? Can we take Pierre to his home? Where is that? Six blocks from the containment zone. Uh, I was going to say, did someone give an address? Six blocks from the restaurant, almost (laughs) at the containment zone. God. All right. He says, it's South Kings Highway. And Claude takes like an exit, gets back and starts going back the other direction on 40. I have imagined. And, and I mean, like, running red lights, just do, 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 do. We uh, at least need to dump Pierre off and pay for a go-go for him. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pierre's, like, looking around, like, what is happening? And then he looks at you, Joe, and he says, it's been a long, long time since I've been in a rigged vehicle. Yeah, you were telling me that you got up to some wild stuff. Long time ago. Was it this level, or more wild or less wild um well he just kind of looks around he goes well it wasn't this fancy i can tell you that yeah well i've never been in anything this fancy before myself all right and he looks over at uh, eris and he says so uh you and joe huh well that's awful cool uh (laughs) joe like it's really embarrassed and like you know she gets the pink little lines. I think the pink little anime blush. I think Eris also definitely gets the anime blush, but she also gets a big goofy smile. <laughs> Joe is like, look, you know when you look really hard at like your um your lap, and you're just like, yep that that sure is a lap that I have not seen before. Wow, that sure is something. Joe is looking real hard at her. Right. And Pierre Pierre doesn't seem to notice that he's, like, crossed any boundaries or anything like that. He's just genuinely, like, super happy. Yeah. And he's just, like... Actually, Eris kind of is, like... Eris isn't really keyed in on Joe's awkwardness right now. She's just, like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. And so you're smiling and you're making him feel better. And he's feeling, like... Uh, yeah, I'm like, it, yeah, she's amazing, right? I know, and 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 you know, she super likes you too because you can tell just the way that she talks about stuff. Everyone's just smiling and nodding at each other, and Joe is just awkwardly like, "Kill me now." Eris yeah. <laughs> does look at Joe, but like she doesn't expect to see what she's saying because she's right. like, yeah. "Yeah, this is great," and she's like, "I'm gonna look at this girl that I like, and she likes me," and she sees that Joe's kind of stressed out. You know what she's gonna do? She's going to grab Joe's hand. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And Pierre didn't – because you're sitting on his blind side. So he doesn't see you doing this. And then he sees – you know, you grab Joe's hand and he turns his head and his his, uh, eyes get – you know, his one eye gets big. And uh, he says, uh, oh, my. Does your belly hurt? Do you have to poop? (laughs) Damn those gyros. I don't know oh, what he puts in those things. Fucking ass. 
Now Eris feels awkward. <laughs> now the awkward and, and then, then he says, uh, Then he says, Claude, I think we need to go to the bathroom. No, we don't. We're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. This I'm fine. fine. I don't have to poop. Okay, you kind of look like you have to poop. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have to poop, Pierre. I don't have to poop. Okay. I am an adult, and I know when I have to poop. <laughs> okay. Well then, I kind of do. <laughs> so I just thought maybe everybody did. How close are we? <laughs> Can I spin a plot point to get Pierre out of this car? <laughs> Claude is now get, like stopping the car. <laughs> Pierre's like, uh, yeah, it's it's there on the right, Claude. And then the car pulls up, and yeah, it is a you know like a uh, like a three story tenement building. There's no lights. Oh, God. And he's like, yeah, this will do. And and Claude is like, are you certain? And Pierre's like, yeah, that's me right there. It's good. He like shuffles past you to get out of the door, and he's like, uh, well, thank you, Miss B, for the ride, and Mister Claude, thank you for the ride, and uh, Joe. Um, oh, and 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 you know the movies. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll definitely have to go to the movie sometime. Right. And I won't bring up poop, he says. I'm sorry. I I'm just got <laughs> nervous. I'm sorry. It's fine. He brings it up again, trying to not bring it up. <laughs> okay. And you see him just kind of – he just kind of like Charlie Brown walks into the building because you know – it's like it dawns on him that he was com- being a complete spaz. Um, and then he's just like – he's like sitting there like – I don't know what to do. And then he just kind of does an abrupt about face and just kind of, you know, head down. Charlie Brown walks, you know, arms down to the side and then goes into the building. Well, that sure was something. I had not expected that you would meet Pierre so soon. I open up uh, the alcohol compartment Mm -hmm. and pour myself and Joe a scotch. Hefty, hefty. Oh, God. Yeah. Joe. Drinks that bad. Slam. The nicest scotch I've ever had in my life. Top shelf, baby. Joe, your phone goes off. Oh my god. It's K Moore. Oh god. Oh, oh shh. Everyone, be quiet. Hey, K Moore. Hey, um, I I might need your help. What's go What's going on, K Moore? I kind of slipped in the shower. Are you okay? Yeah, I think I may have dislocated my knee. It's. Well, I I don't think it's broken. I just think I just, you know, it popped. It made a popping noise and then uh, it hurts a lot. Oh my God. Um, And I I can't reach the the water to turn the shower off. So I'm getting, I'm, 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 it's spraying right in my face as I'm talking to you. I'm, I I actually misdialed and I called somebody else. I don't even know who I called first. Okay. okay. So can you come over and do that? Cause uh, I left the door unlocked so you could just come over. Jesus. Okay, hey Eris. Um, I have to go back to the hotel. Kmore fell in the shower and dislocated his knee, maybe. Oh. oh. Um Hey, I do wanna I do think I do wanna talk about some stuff though. Um What do you wanna I, do? I could come with you. Do, yeah, do do you wanna? I don't wanna just assume that you wanna yeah. come take care of my adopted father with me. <laughs> yeah. I'll come with you. Okay. Joe kind of smiles a little bit. Oh, they're still holding hands. Yeah, they are still <laughs> holding hands. <laughs> so you're going to head to the Super Six then? Yes. Yeah. The- and, and then I'll tell Cloud he can leave. <laughs> okay. We're not taking k more. <laughs> uh, thanks for the ride, Cloud. Do you want me to be in the area? Uh, or in reserve? No, you don't have to. 
mom and dad are back now, right? Their plane touched down about two hours ago. Yeah. Um, They're indisposed at the moment, but uh, I've been told to uh, be ready to come and pick them up. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be fine. Uh, Worst comes to worst, I'll get a go-go. Okay. I can also drive you home. And you see Claude Claude kind of looks over at Joe and he looks back at you, nods. Okay. With what vehicle? Her motorcycle. Yeah. That I think Eris might be terrified to ride on. I don't know yet. We'll find out. We'll find out. Thank you, Claude. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Claude. Have a good night. Drives off. Let's go help naked Kmore with his broke-ass knee. Do I know Kmore yet? I don't think so. I don't think you've met Kmore yet. I don't think I've met Kmore or been there <laughs> so you were for meeting... an interaction with Kmore. I think I only know who he is. Yeah. You're meeting her two father figures in yeah. the same instance. <clears throat> so um, you met my my probably dad-dad. Still kind of shaky. I mean, actually, I'm pretty convinced at this point. Um, but you're back to meet my adopted father. Oh, okay. I'm really putting you through the ringer tonight, I and I apologize. That's fine. Uh, let's go help, help him out. He needs all the help he can get. You go up to the, your floor, and you go up to his door, and like I said, uh, he had left the door actually a little cracked. And you can see that he had put his uh, like uh, room service just outside, like he had just put it out there maybe – I don't know. It's not, it's not been sitting there long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the door is just kind of, you know, you take the slide bolt thing and you would just kind of put it between the door so it wouldn't automatically close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how he did it. All right. And you hear a shower going and you hear a grunting and groaning. <laughs> hey, Kmore, we're here. Oh, I'm in the bathroom. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to get you a towel. Can you turn this water off? Yeah. I'm about to drown in here. I got you. It's right in my face. I couldn't try. And it's cold, too. It's on, It's gone cold. Oh, hold on. And Yeah, Joe. Ew. Head's in there. Why didn't he leave the door unlocked? I don't know. This is really weird, actually. And Joe half, like, sideways pokes her head in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's that real awkward where you try to, like, not see anything, but you also know someone needs your help. Yeah. But also there could be a – it could be a setup. Yeah. Okay, so you... We've you, all been there. <laughs> you poke your head in, and you do. You see the water is going. It's all over the floor because it looks like when he fell, this place is, I mean, it's not top rate. So, I mean, it still has like plastic shower curtain with plastic shower curtain, you know, uh, rings. And it looks like he had grabbed the shower curtain as he fell and just went oh. and pulled it down. So it's hanging half in and out, half out of the shower. He's all because, you know, he's a dwarf. So all you can see is like a twisted leg over oh. one of, one of the, over the side. And then, you know, so this big hairy foot and then, Water is like pouring onto him, and you can see that, like the top of his head, and he kind of goes, "Joe, is it you? It, that's me. Turn this water off, please, I'm, I'm please. Get... Turn this water off." Okay. And Joe leans in and turns the water off. All right. Yeah, and he is like he is completely naked. Yeah. You know, when you came in, he had grabbed some of the shower curtain to kind of protect his modesty a little bit. <laughs> And then uh, you turn the water off and he's like, oh my, he's like rubbing his head and, you know, Kimor has, he keeps his hair short. So it's not like he's got a big mop, but he's got a little bit of a beard and it's, he's just drenched. He looks like a drowned rat. Um, he says, it really hurts, Joe. It really hurts that, that knee. It's, does it look, does it look broken to you? Oh, it looks awful. I'm not going to lie. And he goes, is it purple? 
Does it look like it's the like the blood flows like shut off or something? Oh, oh yeah, it doesn't look good, buddy. <sighs> All right, he kind of looks around and he goes, "Um, well, I, got, I call Doc Wagon for me." Then he goes, "I my uh, I I got a I got a standard uh, uh contract." Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, can you move my move my my kneecap into the right spot? All right, moves so. his leg around into the kind of the <laughs> yeah. He goes, <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, nice he goes, stop, 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 <laughs> stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, stopping, stopping. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Call, call, call Doc Wagon. Okay. Cool. While all this is going on, Eris is just like in the other room, like cool. doesn't want to be near it. <laughs> okay. As you're in the other room, you hear on the door. I don't answer it. It's not my room. The, and as the knocking is happening, the, did you close the door or did you leave it wedged open like he had? I it? think we would have closed yeah, it. Yeah, we probably okay. would have closed it. All right. So, yeah, there's a knock at the door. Uh, and I guess at this point, Joe is coming out to to phone a, phone the dock. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, who's at the door? Hey, Cam, are you expecting anyone? Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, just... Just, just tell her I'm sorry. Okay. And Joe goes over to the door and opens it. Okay, you open the door and you see this uh, scantily clad elven woman. <laughs> she kind of looks at you, looks in the room, sees Eris, looks back at you, and says, "Are you Kmore?" I'm not. He's indisposed at the moment. All right. She's like, looks back at Eris, looks back at you, kind of hears grunting and groaning in the bathroom, and she shrugs. Extra. No, no, this, uh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to waste your time. There's he. He can't. He right, you can't hear right now. He can't perform right now. He says, uh, he says, "I'm sorry, Toddy. I'm sorry, Joe. Joe, could you, could you, could you give her, could you give her some money?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Joe looks back at Ayers. I don't know. Is what's What's fair? What the fuck? How am I supposed to know? <laughs> Joe turns around and wires her 500 cred and is like, I'm so sorry for... 500? <laughs> good goddamn. All right. So, I mean, that's not $500. Like, it's not... It's 500 new yen. Yeah. Yeah. So she... All right, you, you wire her 500. All right. It, you see her, like, like look up, like, as if she's looking at her AR and she kind of looks back at the two of you and she goes... I can hang out a little while if you want. No, it's it's fine. We're so 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 sorry. And then Joe closes the not, door. Not only did you pay her enough for the inconvenience, you paid her enough to stay longer and screw around with you two. <laughs> and then Joe, actually, before she while she's closing the door, she throws the "Do Not Disturb" sign on and shuts it. And you hear Kmore like, "Oh man, oh, I'm so embarrassed." Oh. I did not. Kmore doesn't so, even know Ares is here yet. Nope. <laughs> so not only did her real dad talk about shit in front of her girlfriend, <laughs> but now what? her foster father has gotten a prostitute to come to his God. freaking room and needs help with his nakedness because he dislocated his knee in the shower. Joe picks up the phone and is what like, a mess. Like, yeah, okay. Calls Doc Wagon. All right. So Doc Wagon is, it says, we will dispatch a team to your location. Approximate time of arrival, 10 minutes. Cool. Thank you. And Joe hangs up and sits on the bed with her head in her hands. Like, I'm so embarrassed. 
think Kmore has insurance. He's going to have to pay for this shit. Doc, Doc Wagon is insurance. Basically, you have a contract with a private... Um, it's a private healthcare system, really. It's like a like yeah. an HMO with their own oh, okay. uh, ambulance. Yeah, when uh, when you make the call, you give the like the account number or you access the account number because he's got like the chip, mm-hmm. and you can tell that he literally just started this dock wagon contract probably a couple of days ago. Holy shit! And you can see this, you know, because you access the account, you make the call and whatnot, and you can see that his rate just went tick, tick, and ticked up. Woof. Hey, Kmore, buddy, I would expect a an increase in your in your payments. And he goes, "Oh man, you leave him in the in the in the tub." Uh, well, I get him a towel and I like help him get not sopping wet, and I sit him up on the on the toilet, and I kind of close the door so that Eris isn't just getting a big eyeful of wang. <laughs> Uh, phrasing. <laughs> There's no phrasing about it. That's exactly. So, so is Eris? So when he gets, are you hiding the fact that Eris is there, or does he? Is he like? Um... Once I sit him up and I get him like sort of decent, I'm like, by the way, Kmore, uh, this is uh, this is Eris. Hey, bye. All right, he kind of goes. Oh God. Yeah, that's kind of kind of how I'm feeling too. Buddy. And then he he sits and goes, "Oh," and then he goes, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Nice to meet you, Kmore. He goes. He looks. He looks at at Joe with his squinty eyes. And he says, "You dirty dog." What? You weren't supposed to have any broads. Hey, broads, like plural. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> and then he looks at you and goes. No offense, Miss Harris, but she's on a strict uh, no fight, bang, bang, boom, boom. What do you think we were going to do? You were going to. Don't answer that. I'm not going to answer that question because he's like, I may be sitting here with a twisted knee and a towel, but I'm still a gentleman. And I'm not going to say that the things that I think that you were going to do when you were told not to before your fight. We were. Just gonna talk. That's sure. legitimately what the plan was. Remember, Joe, yeah. remember when I told you that you had to shut your calm down because people are gonna want pieces of you before the fight. Uh-huh. And he just kind of shakes his head. I don't want any piece of her. Wait, that sounded bad. Um <laughs> Joe like looks over like like sad eyes, like frowny mouth. That's not supposed to be a bad thing. <laughs> I thought we were going to fight. <laughs> Kmore just says, is Doc Wagon on the way? Yes, Doc Wagon is on the way. And he says, I should, I should be fine. You can go ahead and go. Are you sure that you're going to be okay? Your leg looks pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be all right. Okay. Um... And if it's any consolation, we were not gonna be doing what I whatever it is you thought, Joe. It's it's not it's not just that. It's it's the distraction. You need to have you're. It's a big fight for you. You're coming back. You don't need the distraction. No offense, Miss. I know that you probably mean the best, but I don't think Eris knows about the fight. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Oh, unless you brought it up in our conversation, but it's not on the secret document. It's not on the secret document. No. Joe forgot. Uh, you 
going to fight again? Did I forget to mention that? Uh, yep. Okay, it's a fight with basically, okay, so not not literally, but basically I'm fighting the cobras. What? Not all of them. Not all of them, just just one. What? So, I it's I'm fighting Mamba. She's a Southie. Um What what? What's it? Does it mean she her stance is backwards. She she's left-handed. Oh. Okay. Um and it's going to it's I mean, supposedly supposedly it's like a rigged match or something or whatever it is they what? said. But You're fighting the cobras in a in a rigged match? That's what I said. Okay. Okay, but think about it from this perspective. If we win, but it's not going to be a fair fight. I mean, is any I, is it is it at their whatever shop or whatever? Their shop? You know, their hideout. Their, their arena? <laughs> uh, it's so it's a legit match. So it's going to be like at a stadium. Oh. Or a you know, a ring. Is it a cobra ring? I don't know, Kim, where's the cobra ring? Um, well, I don't think technically it is. I mean, it it is owned by Albert, but um, you know, it's Who's just Albert. Albert Combs. He's the he... Albert Combs. Yeah. So you're just willingly going to a humanist rally? It's not a rally. It sounds like it is. It's not. You don't even know where it's gonna be. I'm gonna have fans there. I'm sure. Well, it's a it's a ring just across from uh, just across from For- from Forest Park in Dogtown. In Dogtown, where their hideout is, where they all hang out all the time. Yeah. <sighs> Look, I'm gonna win. It's not gonna be a problem. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. You're gonna be you're going to be surrounded by cobras. You can win the fight and then be murdered. Because they're not going to let you out of that stadium. It's a public place, dude. I mean, there's going to be, like, cops and stuff there. There'll be cops and stuff, which is the only time that I'm a oh, fan of and, cops. And and the Cobras don't <clears throat> own the the cops in their own uh, area on their turf? Well, you got me there. <laughs> uh, Joe? Yeah? This is what I was talking about when I said distraction. I'm not distracted. Oh, I... Sorry, Kaymore. I'm not trying to be a, a distraction. I'm just trying to keep Joe alive and keep her from going into what's very clearly a very obvious trap where she is going to get murdered regardless of the outcome of this fight. Why don't, can't you like change the location? Can't you say, Hey, we're going to have it at our gym? Um, well, our gym is shut down. Um, at least for public events, but, um, but changing the venue at the last moment is, uh, oof. that basically means that you, you're in their pocket. I mean, Joe is trying to make a, a, is, a is legitimate that, comeback. Is that better than being a lamb going to the slaughter? I'm a lion, first of all. But you're also, you're also an elf going to, a place where everyone's going to be at least tangentially related to Humanus. Not to mention the Cobras already have a beef with you. I think it's really important that I take this match. When I win, because I am going to win, 
it'll show them that they can't just bully metatypes around. That's not how these people think. But isn't it my responsibility to try? At the risk of your life? A lot of really great people died doing some really great things. And it's not like we'll be going in totally on our own. At least not... You have your own security detail? Not really. But we do have... Shouldn't you get that for her? And I look at Kaymore. He looks at Joe and he says, um, well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is something that should be done. Do we know anybody? Oh, we know some people. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say that I could probably contact the, this particular group of runners to help us. Or maybe the security firm we've. Oh, done a favor for. We have so many options. We have so many options. Yeah, let's just call Rhino. I'm also, I'm also gonna send a message to to someone. It'll be fine. I'll, we'll have our own tiny army there. Okay. And then she sends a text message to Val, <laughs> and it says, "Joe's gonna get herself fucking killed." <laughs> okay, we're gonna cut over to Val. Yay! East Saint Boogie. East St. Boogie. All right. The area that you're going to is more Cahokia and not actually downtown. I know that exit. So you follow your GPS to this address that you were given and you enter into this area, North Cahokia, like South East St. Louis. And the area looks pretty messed up. It's more of an industrial area, really. Mm -hmm. And as you pull up, you can see that the building is... Like I said, it's like an old industrial park, and you can see that part of it at one time had been burnt down, mm-hmm. and you can barely kind of see a sign that says Epoxitech Industrial Park, and the address it's giving you is part of this okay. industrial park. No lights. Good. Boggs is sitting there, and he, he kind of looks at his AR, and he looks at you, and he looks at his AR, and he goes, yeah, this is the place. Doesn't look like much, though. Were you expecting it to? Well... No, I guess not, but um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about this. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll like, oh, fuck. I'm going to just be leaving her in the back of the car in like East St. Louis by herself. <laughs> oh, well, she's got tinted windows. For She'll be fine. thing you don't have to go to. <laughs> Listen, I'm invested. All right. He says, um, here, let me call Coco and let him know that we're here. Okay. Coco, we're here. All right. I just left a message. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to talk to him. <laughs> he didn't answer. He just <laughs> went, to his, went to his voicemail. Okay. Did, I hope he's home. Didn't call ahead. What a I, made, I made an appointment. Okay. I mean, shit. Okay. Um. Do you know, like, where we're supposed to go, or are we just going to, like, awkwardly well, wait um, outside until... I, he kind of sits there for a minute, and he goes, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully he'll check his messages. Okay. Um, all right, and then, like, just as soon as you're like, okay, like, whatever, you see one of the doors open up and it's lit on the inside. You can see that it had been sealed or something like that. And the door opens up, and you see this figure walk out, looks old as hell, like old, hunched over, and these massive Coke bottle glasses on his face. Looks at the Brahma lamb and then starts looking around as if he's looking for something. And then you hear Box go, Yeah, I think that's him. Okay, I get out of the 
car. And I'm like, well, let's go. All right. He gets out. And he's like, Coco. And Coco <laughs> looks up like like startled, like, whoa, that's where the sound came from. And then he says, uh, are you Boggs? Yeah. Uh, this is this is my friend, Binary. And he kind of nudges you a little bit like, yeah, yeah. But he used his name. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for that. Yeah, Coco's like, all right, Boggs and Binary. Okay. Um, yeah, this way, he's like, uh, do, are you allergic to anything? Boggs like, um, penicillin. Of course. Okay. And I think I think adhesive because I got this, like, breakout area where this tape was on my face. And then you hear, Sorry. Him, you hear him go, um, okay. It, it, it's not uh, that uh, – the rash isn't on the cyber eye area, is it? And he's like, well, yeah, is that a problem? He goes, nah, it shouldn't be. It should be fine. My bad. I just have like this really like mm, guilty look on my face. All right. He's like, you don't have anything that like uh, can, you know, like affect your uh, ability to fight infection or anything like that. He's like, no, you're not on any uh, erectile dysfunction drugs, are you? He goes, uh, no. <laughs> he goes, all right. I always ask that. Um, okay. He doesn't really need to know. He just, <laughs> just curious. He just likes to ask to embarrass people. He looks at you, Val, and he's like, uh, and he kind of looks over at, at Boggs. Do I have your permission to uh, give your remains to this person? And Boggs is like, uh, what? Really? Just a standard question. Um, yeah, sure. I guess so. And he kind of looks at Val and he, like shrugs like, what the hell? Hey, man, this is all you. Man, I hate my insurance plan. This is under insurance? No, it wouldn't cover it. Well, and the whole point was to get this thing taken out so that way, you know, because whoever put it in, we, 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 want, we want this off the books. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Right? Should, all right. He's I like, should have just had Maureen do it. <laughs> all right. He's like, all right, Coco, I'm all yours. And uh, Coco's like, um, he kind of points in the corner and you see this grungy ass Keurig. And he's like, uh, make yourself something to drink. Uh, the trid is... Mostly broken, so I think it only gets like 10 or 15 channels. No skin flicks, and he just kind of walks in. What the hell are we doing here? Like, oh my god. Boggs, where did you find this guy? Um, a contact. I, I asked around if there was anybody who could discreetly remove a cyber eye, and, you know, I thought you came along so that way you can kind of help, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean... He's like, I don't want you to scrub in or anything, but, you know, just make sure that uh, whoever's tapping into this thing doesn't do something. I'll do my best. All right. Okay. So, here uh, we'll break it down like this. So, Coco puts on even thicker, like, second set of glasses to do the surgery. He starts to, you know, he removes the outer housing, and now he's, like, starting to extract... What do you got? Digi doing anything? First of all, Digi, when you, you're in AR, but then Digi's like sitting there and he's like looking at you like, fucking really? This is the worst brown zone ever. I'm sorry. What's the matrix rating here? Like F? Probably. It took me like three seconds to download something. Well, patience is a virtue. <sighs> I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> it's okay, Digi. We can. We just have to try and help Boggs out as much as much as we possibly. I keep downloading all this crap so I understand what Joe's talking about when she talks about all this crap that she talks about. I mean, I don't know what Joe's talking about half the time she speaks. So yeah, part part of being her friend, I guess. Hmm. What do you want me to do? Um, how about 
once we extract the cyber eye, we need to try and get as much data from it as we possibly can. See where, I mean, aside from the information that was being fed to Zurich Orbital, we need to see if it's been going anywhere else or if it's, or like what necessarily has been being streamed outside of Boggs's control, if we can see that. So just, I mean, as much information as we can get, obviously. Okay. I'll see what I, he kind of cracks his fingers. All right, let's get working. Coco starts to do the, the delicate extraction of this eye. And I'm not going to go into like blow by blow detail of what this, what it entails, Mm -hmm. but there is one point where he's talking to you as he's doing it. And he's like, what exactly are you worried about? Why are you in here? Um, He's he signed a waiver already, so he can't file any kind of litigation if shit goes wrong. Okay, well, I mean, he apparently it's happened before, but while I was with him, um, like a day or so ago, he experienced like some sort of a cyber migraine that occurred coming from the eye. Okay, some sort of neurological feedback. Yes. Hmm. Okay. All right, that's good to know. Because if I stick my finger in here, I don't want it to shock me and, like, tase me in the middle of this. Well, yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. Okay. Is it uh, Matrix active? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. He kind of looks at you like, do you know what the fuck you're talking about? And then he goes, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, well. And then he, like, starts to get to work. All right. So as he's working, make a hacking plus logic roll. Do you want me to add my code slinger? Yes. Piss. Yeah, we're going to use some edge. You're going to edge it? Okay. Yeah. That's way better. <laughs> uh, so that's six successes. All right. So six successes. He rolls in almost like on a portable, like almost IV pole mm-hmm. looking thing, mm-hmm. but it, it's something that fits over his face and then the IV pole actually like supports the weight so he can work at like a, almost like a micro scale. Yeah. And so he's like got these two two pairs of thick ass glasses on, a uh electron microscope looking thing hanging from his face, and now he's starting to work. As he starts to do so, he kind of looks up kind of out of the corner of his eye and he says, Is that your truck outside? Yes. Yeah, you might want to get those gangbangers away from it. Fuck. Okay. Never mind. What do you mean, never mind? Uh whoever you had in there just killed him. Val slaps her forehead, like, oh my god. You get a message from Cammy and says, how long are you going to be? And then underneath it says, voodoo sons. Fuck. Hey, remember that time you killed a voodoo son? <laughs> the one person I've killed in this entire game. <laughs> hey, Doc, how, how much longer is this going to be? Don't because- rush me, little lady. Okay. Um, this is a very delicate part. I could uh, accidentally lance his optic nerve here. Well, okay. Don't talk to me. Hold your breath. All right. So you made your that that wasn't that wasn't your role. That's not the result of your role. The result of your role is the cyber eye goes matrix active and starts to initiate a failsafe. Ah, um uh doc it it apparently does have a failsafe. Shut it down. Okay. <laughs> your hacking role is for not just noticing that it's happening, it's to suppress it. Oh, okay. All right. So you've got it. You're like, you're fairly certain you've got it under control. Okay. Uh, Digi says, 
and he was helping you like suppress it. And he goes, I'm fairly certain that uh, it was only Matrix Live for maybe a millisecond. Okay. So there couldn't have been much that got out. It wasn't sending information. This is an SOS. What? And that's when the two Deckers show up. What? Oh, my God. What is happening? <laughs> All right. So uh, going I into- I hope you read up on Matrix uh, combat and you're ready for that. Tonight. Absolutely not. Eric, I'm not prepared. I am not okay. ready for this. This is not what I've signed up for. <laughs> I didn't this sign is, up for this. This is literally your one job. <laughs> <laughs> I did not sign up for this one job. <laughs> nope, not prepared. But that's okay. We'll make it work. All right, so you go first, uh, unless I give you a plot point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right, so you can spend that plot point to go first again. Now let's see what happens. Yeah, two deckers on one. That's great. Risk it to get the biscuit, bitches. <laughs> if, you, if you get damaged, you get damaged. If they get damaged, it's just their cyber deck that gets damaged. <laughs> Seems like an excellent idea. Oh, yeah. This is perfect. Jeez, y'all. I guess you got to save at least two plot points to come back up to life. Yeah. Isn't that how it is, or is that a different game I'm thinking of? I think, mm, no, I think be. that you spend all available plot points to not die. Mm-hmm. Right, but I thought if you had one... Oh, then you couldn't? It's possible. I haven't looked at death rules because I have no intention of dying. How do I figure out what logic plus firewall is? Well, that's that's what... Uh, what oh, what your firewall is? Yeah. Uh, it should be... Because you're a technomancer, I think it's your... Technomancers have no hardware to rely on in cyber combat, so they roll. If, if this is your defense, cyber combat, um, it's your logic plus logic against okay. the attacker's dice. Firewall is essentially logic. Yep. Logic plus logic? Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Got it. All right. So they're doing a logic plus matrix attack. There it is. Versus your logic plus logic. Also, I have so much combat to spend. Okay. All right, so here we go. Let's roll your logic plus logic, and there the the first one's coming in pretty pretty hard. Like just gonna like strike you as soon as they get there. Six successes. Oh yeah, you net you net four on it. So he come it comes in with like this this hammer program, and it just kind of comes in, and boom, and then it's he like he he expected to like come down hard on you, cause and then kind of stops for a second, and then uh, you know the other one is, like, going to try and use a blaster uh, program on you, like a blast program. Okay. Same thing. Okay. It all basically boils down to the same thing. Yeah. Six successes. Okay, you net three. All right, so then now they, they come in, you know, pretty standard. Just boom, boom, like hitting you, and then nothing happens. And then they're – so now they're just kind of sitting there like, oh now what are you going to do? I'm going to fucking hit back. Okay. Um, I'm going to use – my resonance spike. So would my attack be the same? Matrix attack is your hacking plus logic with your cyber cyber combat plus logic. Okay, so cyber combat. Do I get my code slinger? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me just a lot Thanks. of dice. All right, so what happens is they come in, boom, boom. They hit you with these two programs, and then they kind of look at the other one, and you see that the the one is, has the hammer. You see him kind of like spins the hammer a little bit and it goes from like a silver hammer to like a black hammer 
and uh, you know that he just uh, kicked in his biofeedback program. So now it goes from – it would have done – instead of doing stun damage, now it's doing physical, lethal, physical like, damage. Yeah. Okay. What a dick. All right. Okay. So, so you, you did your attack? Yeah. Okay. So and then their defense is uh, logic plus firewall. So. Logic plus logic again. Well, no, not for him. Oh. Yeah, he's got a he's got a cyber deck, which is Oh, that's a, different, yeah. Yeah, so he actually has a firewall. All right. So you're you're just like returning fire? Yes. All right, what what'd you get? Five successes. You net three. Eat a dick. So cyber damage or uh, matrix damage. My matrix damage equals eight. Okay, and then you net how much? Three. So you did eight. You did plus three, so eleven. Mm-hmm. So boom! All right, yeah. So you, which one did you hit? The one that shot at you, or the one that hit one you with the hammer? The one with the hammer. The one with the hammer. Okay. What do you want Digi to do? Right now, what you have Digi doing is making sure that eye doesn't pulse again. We'll do that. Okay. All right. So the one that has the hammer got smoked pretty hard, and then, yep, he's going to try and hit you with it. So logic plus logic. I got four successes. All right. Do you want to edge that? Um. Because he's edging his roll. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So. I guess I will. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Six. He nets four? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh my God. Val is going to die. No, I'm not. Okay. So... You take eight physical damage. I'm dead. Because <laughs> I already had two physical damage from the dogs. Uh, yeah. I'm into the negative four. Because that just goes, that bypasses stun, right? Like I don't start taking stun. Cause, Correct. Yeah, so. Yeah, so you are. So she has zero health left. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so what happens? All right. So the player should decide as a group which of these options are allowed and which option a player will use if a character is killed in Wait. action during a game. What about armor? Yeah, armor subtracts from – no, not your physical armor. Do you have an armor – does Technomancers have an ar- like armor? I don't know if there's a shadow amp for it. Yeah, if you don't have the shadow amp for it, then no. Yeah, but this is happening in your brain, so – Yeah, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. If you had an armor program, because like he had these, uh, they have they can run an armor program. Yeah. No, I don't have that. Right. Okay. You decide which you want to be allowed, um, and here are all the options. Don't count me out just yet. The character spends all but one of their available plot points to avoid being killed in action and suffer no further effects. If the character has only one available plot point to spend, this option cannot be chosen. Next one. Just give me a minute. In addition to the standard wound modifiers for damage on the condition modifier, the character will suffer an additional minus one modifier on all test and combat roll for your next two narrations. So you'd be at a minus five. I'll never be the same. Permanently reduce the character's total physical and stun condition monitor boxes by one. Strength and willpower remain unaffected. I've had better days. Permanently lower one random attribute by one. If strength or willpower is the affected attribute, use the new value to reduce the character's total physical or stun condition modifiers as per standard character creation rules. The attribute can subsequently be improved as normal through character advancement rules. Okay. So that's all of them? Yep. All right. So this is a player-friendly game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
what of those options would you prefer, Dorothy? I'd prefer to give you plot points. Okay, so all the all but one of your plot points. Yeah. And then what was the effect of that? You're just kind of out of the combat? No. I think you're up but damaged. So I think the plot point one is so you can keep going. Because it doesn't say. It says, don't count me out just yet is the title of it. Which right. makes me think that yeah, you, you get still, to keep fighting. And it just says you spend all of your plot points. Okay. The character spends all but one of their plot points to avoid being killed in action and suffer no further effects. Oh, okay. So maybe, I don't know if you still have the wound modifiers or not. Uh, I think you would just shrug it all off. Yeah. You're yeah. Pay, you're spending, you're essentially spending three plot points to not, just to basically just shrug off that attack. Yeah, that's... But then you've only got one left. If it happens again, uh, you're done. You can't done. use that one. Yeah. yeah. You could do the other three if we're allowing all four. Right. Oh. Alright, so you want to spend your three plot points now and uh, tempt fate? Oh God. Do you want to be out of this fight and uh, possibly, you know, in like the next, uh, was it two narrations? So next two game sessions, you would be at a minus, um, but you would wake up, obviously. Points. Huh? Spend the plot points. Use the other options for death second. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. If, okay. Okay. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. All right. So three plot points no. have been spent. All right. So. Here's what happens. Oh, God. You spend three plot points. That he, Like I said, he spun the silver hammer. It turns black. Like the tendrils, of, of black tendrils kind of just kind of like coat this thing. And he just kind of like Joker style just kind of goes over the head. Boom! It hits you on top of the head. And it knocks you down. And he's standing there. And that, so that was, that was the first attack. The blaster's now standing there. And he's over you. And as he's... Like, so almost like you, he's got, they're going to do like the mercy kill where you're yeah. laying on the ground and he's like got the gun over you. And then he looks up and vanishes. Fuck he go. And then the blaster fires his blaster and things start to fade to black. Mm-hmm. And you see a bright light. And then floating above you is this angelic form, big glowing wings. and says, take my hand, my angel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Resting Glitch Face. Theme music by Synthesque. Background music by Machinima Sound. Outro music by Super Boink. Edited by Oz. Produced by Eric Osley. Shadowrun is property of Catalyst Game Labs. Openly Gamer Theater is trademark property of Side Tangent Productions Incorporated. Looking for more resting glitch-based pay data? Become a patron! Patreon.com slash resting glitch-based.